for season three of Interacting with Sound. We're up at the Iowa Lakeside Lab in the Acoustic Ecology class. We're listening all over the Great Lakes region of Iowa. I'm Leah. I'm Will. I'm Alex. Hello, it's Leah here. So I think one of my favorite parts of listening in now has really just been hearing how many different birds I can find. I've personally never gone birding before, but I'm going to take you with me as I explore some of the species diversity here in Northwest Iowa. Any birder will tell you that before sunrise is the best time to go birding, while all of them are just waking up, marking their territory, and looking for mates. They call this the dawn chorus. I'm actually awake at 4 a.m. I'm at the Kettleston Hogsback Wildlife Management Area in Spirit Lake, Iowa. This is named for its plateau that's shaped like a, well, a hog's back. It's known to be a really great birding area full of waterfowl, warblers, grosbeaks, buntings, and even pelicans. We actually saw probably 20 of them flying overhead the last time we were here. So I'll play you some highlights from that. Unfortunately, it's been extremely rainy the past few days, so I expected that the birds were going to be pretty stressed out and quiet. So before I go on a better day, I think I'll hop along with some birding experts and see what they have to say. So I'm now in the car ready to scout out a new site. We're going to Grover's Lake. Um, we are not, in fact, going on a dawn chorus recording as we did at the beginning of this episode. I'm joined here today with Professor of Biology from Mount Mercy University. I have Neil Bernstein here. He also is teaching ecology, ornithology, and ichthyology at Lakeside Labs. Hi. And also joining us is Paul Waihe. He is the Associate Professor of Biology at Central College, and he teaches aquatic ecology here at Lakeside Lab. Hi, everyone. Tell me about your experience with birds, either professionally or bird watching. Well, I started recreational bird watching when I was 16, and I carried that on as a hobby when I was in college. And then as I finished my college career, I decided to go on and get graduate work in ornithology. So I did my master's on red-winged blackbird habitat selection. And after that, I uh, was able to do PhD research in Antarctic on an Antarctic seabird and its behavior. Great, thank you. And Paul, what's your experience with birdsong? Really, I'm a casual hobbyist when it comes to this. I started back in college because I was part of the, the nature club, and we had some hardcore birders that would go out, and I just enjoyed as much the camaraderie and seeing their intensity as, as anything else. But I did love learning about the birds, and I, I still love seeing and hearing them. All right, great. So what do you think might be different about the sounds we're going to hear now as opposed to early in the morning in terms of species we'll hear or the purpose they're singing? Well, I expect the birds to be really quiet because it's rainy and cold out right now. But what I am looking for is to see if the yellow-headed blackbirds are here. Um, what a project I like to do with my students is look at how yellow-headed blackbirds and red-winged blackbirds partition the marsh. But the yellow-headed blackbirds are not in every marsh every year. So one of the things I have to do is go out looking for them. And this is part of that expedition tonight, is to go see if we can find that the yellow-headed blackbirds are at Grover's Lake. There's some interesting behavior going on right to our right, that the white pelicans are forming a circle to herd fish. 
and they form little circles and they herd the fish so they can eat together. Are they migrating through? Um, right now, the only documented white pelican nesting in Iowa is an island on the Mississippi River. So we do see pelicans that stay here all summer, but they don't seem to nest here. They are either young males and females and have not established any kind of colony, or um, they're just uh, hanging out here and haven't found a place to nest. So that pelicans nest in colonies and they require a very shallow sloping land area near the water. They don't walk very well on land. So that I've often thought that if we really wanted to encourage pelican nesting here, that we might be able to put up some nesting platforms, some shallow floating platforms along the edge of some of the wetlands. And the hope is the pelicans might use those. So just because I'm curious, what are both of your favorite birds? Uh, okay, this is going to be an unconventional response. <laughs> My favorite probably is going to be the Kirtland's warbler, also known as the jack pine warbler. And it's an odd choice because I've never seen nor heard one, but it nests in my home state of Michigan. And it's a really interesting story about the environment and it teaches something about the environment. So I always talk about it in my environmental science class. So what lesson does it teach? Once you start playing God, there's no end to it. That's the short version of the story. <laughs> um, it, it has very specific habitat requirements. There's an area in uh, around the knuckles of the lower peninsula of Michigan in the Huron National Forest where it breeds. That's the only place in the world until recently that it bred. And it's a migratory bird. And when it comes up and finds the habitat, the habitat has to be managed so that there's just the right mixture of types of trees for it. And it's also threatened by a bird that because of habitat, other habitat alteration has been able to prey upon this bird. And so it's had these problems with what's known as the brown-headed cowbird. And so you put these things together and, and we, we almost lost the species. There were just a handful of individuals left and through very intense work and uh, some of it not that pleasant, but really hard work, we've been able to bring that bird back from the brink and in fact, um, just last year, I went to a conference in Wisconsin and a graduate student uh, was given um, a poster presentation and presented the fact that there's now a breeding population in Wisconsin, which just got me so excited. Fascinating. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. Um, I think we should get out there and try and find that yellow-headed blackbird. So they're here, good. So I can do my project. They sound, they sound, yeah, now there's several sounds out here. So the one that sounds like an old antique car horn is the yellow-headed ah. yellow blackbird. And the one that's kind of making that churring sound like water rushing over a brook is called a marsh wren. So Roger Torrey Pearson described it as water rushing down a bubbling brook. <laughs> I love your description. <laughs> yeah. And so, and over against the water, there's black terns foraging for insects. So we have to do one more thing, though. There's black terns out there. So we have to pick up a pebble. <laughs> you too, Paul. Oh! 
and you have to throw it out into the marsh. Good, excellent job. Why did I do that? Let no turn go unstone. <laughs> Good one. I'm really glad those two took me to see some interesting marsh birds, but I'm not quite done with my hunt. Now that the weather's warming up, I'm going on one more dawn recording. So I'm in Fort Defiance State Park. This is a really beautiful wooded area in Esterville, Iowa. Interestingly, it used to be a fort that has now been deconstructed to build cabins. So now it's just a campground, but it's a really nice campsite with eight non-modern sites and it's about 13 mile drive from Spirit Lake. But anyways, it's a lovely morning and I'm hearing so many birds out here. Take a listen. had a little deer watching our van for quite a bit. I think she might have been curious and sniffing out my recorder because I heard this in there. So I hope you all enjoyed hearing about what kind of birds you can find in Northwest Iowa and about some really beautiful places you can explore yourself. Don't forget to check out our SoundCloud. In the links we will have some more information about all of those. And if you want to hear about some even cooler birds, Stay tuned for our next episode where we meet three eagles face to face and learn about the SOAR Raptor Rehabilitation Education and Research Organization's mission. I'm Will. I'm Alex. I'm Leah. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.